0: Good evening, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. We are broadcasting live from Huixin, occupied Ohlone Territory, also known to settlers as the Bay Area. I'm your host, Hannah Wilson. Tonight's show focuses on the Native American Two-Spirit community. The Bay Area American Indian Two-Spirits, known as Bates, Define two-spirit as the commonly shared notion among many Native American tribes that some individuals naturally possessed and manifested both masculine and feminine spiritual qualities. American society commonly identifies two-spirit people as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. The show will feature a variety of two-spirit voices, poetry, drumming, and song, drawn from a performance by Bates that was part of the Oakland Museum of California's Queer California Untold Stories exhibit, as well as Native California voices from a film created for the exhibit. We'll also hear an interview I did with Roger Kuhn, a Bates member and psychotherapist. As a PhD candidate in human sexuality, his work focuses on two-spirit concepts of love. All that tonight on Full Circle. Stay tuned. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Full Circle. We're going to be hearing an excerpt from a film, Never Not Been a Part of Me, featuring interviews with indigenous Californians talking about how they relate to a two-spirit identity. Each person also speaks about whether they know any words from their native language, which connect to two-spirit concepts. There is currently a reclaiming of indigenous languages after so much loss as a result of physical and cultural genocide. Now let's hear California Native Voices in this film Never Not Been a Part of Me created by the Oakland Museum of California for their Queer Voices Untold Stories exhibit. We play it tonight, courtesy of the museum.
1: And no, and no, and no, hey uh. And no, and no, and no, hey uh. And no, and no no and 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 A few years ago when I first came out as queer, I identify as queer because it is a good blanket term, I guess. So for me, it kind of represents sort of a freedom to identify however I feel comfortable without having to justify it to other people. In the past, Two-Spirit people would have been very accepted in a lot of our communities. A lot of that was pushed down when um, we were colonized, particularly Christian missionaries came over here and told us that that was not right. The language,
2: has never not been a part of me, I just don't know what it is. My name is Elfrank. I am My village is what is now Rancho Cucamonga. It's at the foot of Mount Baldy down in Southern California. I'm Rara Muri from the mountains of Chihuahua. And I'm a Hashmim, that's from the San Juan Capistrano area. And my tribes also include um, Pimu and Minar, which is Catalina and San Nicolas and San Clemente. I can't remember its Indian name, though. The subject of two-spirit doesn't come up in, you know, passing down from, oh, my grandmother told me the story about the time she slept with Susan, you know, those sorts of stories don't ever seem to get passed down or asked by anthropologists. What you get are are people knowing that something was going on, but now since they're all Catholic, they don't want to talk about what they knew. Once I started doing language work, I then came across um, terms and the people who knew, you know, who who knew where to look and how to help me find things. Ya'ash Shungal is man-woman, Shungal Ya'ash is woman-man. The one that I just uh, looked up, uh, or just found, I must have looked at it a million times, is Nachawut. A woman who dislikes men or men who dislike women. Which is funny, because I'm two-spirit. I'm Nachawut, but I don't dislike anybody. That's not... um, it, so it's not dislike in the term of separatists I guess. Uh, the term two-spirit is a very individual term. It covers a lot of um, covers a lot of bases. to some two-spirit is strictly a spiritual thing. Two-spirit are the only ones who can bury the dead. Uh, the Sundance that people know very little about, but that Sundance there's a, a central posts that they suspend themselves from and that that tree that um, uh, was blessed in the old time by a winkte I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly but by a two-spirit person we permeated um, the, the sacred and the profane parts of life to me my two-spirit is um, a term of it's part of my service that um, I'm able to do other things that are needed and that historically we always have been, we Two-Spirit have always been those who can do what others cannot do but need to be done.
3: I'm Deborah Miranda, a member of the Ohlone, Kostino, and Esalen Nation. The term Two-Spirit was actually invented in the mid-1990s by a group of gay and lesbian Native Americans who were searching for a word that was more culturally accurate. And knowing through mostly oral traditions that there had always been this other gender or this other gender role in most Native communities in North and South America, knowing that and having same-sex relationships and yet not feeling completely a part of the GLBTQ sort of community the only term i know for sure that refers to variances and gender and sexuality is the chumash word aki the terms that have survived may be a handful of terms and we only have those because those were recorded by the spaniards who in the end disposed of those people or erased them and so the priests would write down in the record this person came in, he says his native name is such-and-such, such. we baptized him as such-and-such, and, such, um, and he is a Hoya, or they would say a Mujerado, a womanly man.
4: Joseph Watto Ahxiao, Ahchahchai Wa'a, My name is uh, Joseph, um, Joseph Byron, and I'm from the Ahchahchai um, people, the Pomo people from um, Sebastopol. Um, I'm also from Kashaya and from Upper Lake. Um, I'm also Kosmiwak from Bodega Bay Area and Yuki from Round Valley. When I was uh, 12 years old, I had a a dream. And um, in this dream, I can hear all these languages being spoken um, to me. They were all, you know, these different languages and stuff, and I, can, I could respond back. I heard this voice tell me that I was going to learn our languages, um, and that was going to be part of um, my responsibility. I woke up, and I was, like, so excited. I was like, Mom, who do you know that you know, speaks our language? And she's like, I don't know. I ended up um, going to Berkeley, Berkeley, um, and I was going through some of their notes and everything, and um, finding, you know, information on our language because we didn't have any speakers left. We were using uh, old wax cylinder recordings um, and a lot of handwritten notes. In Coast Miwok, there's not really a word that was remembered that you know um, that can be you know equally translated into being like Two Spirit or Um, someone who is uh, gay lesbian. But there was a term that was used for a male that would um, wear women's clothing. Um, He would also do, um, like, women's work. So um, that term, uh, they were called Luushi.
0: Welcome back to Full Circle. You just heard an excerpt from the film, Never Not Been a Part of Me. Created by the Oakland Museum of California for their Queer Voices Untold Stories exhibit. I'm your host, Hannah Wilson. Next, we'll hear an interview with Roger Coon. Roger is an enrolled member of the Porch Band of Creek Indians. He serves as a board member of the Bay Area American Indian Two Spirits, known as Bates. He is also on the committee of Bates that puts on their yearly Two Spirit powwow. He is a marriage and family therapist, as well as a core faculty member at the California Institute of Integral Integral Studies. Currently, as a PhD candidate in human sexuality, Roger's work focuses on indigenous two-spirit concepts of love. So, welcome, Roger.
5: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: What is your sense in terms of being two-spirit? How does it both merge with and differ from the term LGBTQ, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer?
5: Sure. So the term itself uh, is a relatively new term that's been around since uh, 1990. It was originally created as a way to push back against colonial language that was used to um, signify gender or sexual orientation variance. And um, the word that anthropologists were using was was a, a, a word that was actually derogatory, and so this group of um, activists got together and said, well, we, we'd like to recognize something that honors both our gender and sexual orientation variants as well as a connection with our indigenous roots in some way. Uh, so for myself, when I first learned of the term, uh, it was the first time in my life where something clicked. When I went, "Oh, oh, that's that's who I am," uh, because you know, one thing that I, I've noticed as. Um, you know, what, what Two-Spirit does is it signifies indigeneity first, mm-hmm. which most Native folk that I know um, identify as Native before anything else. So before I am a therapist, a professor, a musician, I'm, I'm, I am a Native American. Um, and that also comes before however I might present myself from an orientation. Um, oftentimes, I, I think that LGBT does not include the Indigenous perspective, but when we say Two-Spirit and when we ask for... For the equity of inclusion, for that permanent seat at the table of identifying gender and orientation variants amongst the original inhabitants of this land we now call North America, uh, then I feel that I can be a part of that larger LGBT spectrum. Um, whereas, you know, the most folks don't have to lead with their racial identity. Right. Um, it's important to me that I that I lead with my native identity. Um because it is political. Being two spirit is a political act. It is an act of um you know, this term that George Vizenor calls survivance. So the, the narrative of our resiliency, our survival narrative is the is is our survivance. And um I have to put my identity first and have to be known. I'm in particular I'm mixed race, so that even complicates things even even more of these ways in which um just like white culture, the larger LGBT spectrum also perpetuates white culture, which perpetuates a lot of settler colonialism and these ideas of how gendered bodies are supposed to be or how sexual um, orientation is supposed to look like. Um, and then that just continues to be impacted and perpetuated in uh, indigenous communities around the U.S. Um, even from urban Native health centers to um, reservation systems. Um, we think about how uh, the the HIV and AIDS movement was, the indigenous community was the last to get uh, federal funding from that, um, which again, so Two-Spirit for me is not just... Um, A native identity. It's a political one that Mm -hmm. I'm growing more and more into as I've stepped into leadership roles and educated myself. Yes.
0: Well, one thing I'm really curious about is I know um, you're a Ph.D. candidate and your focus is on two-spirit aspects of or orientation of love. That's right. So tell me about that. What are you discovering
5: yeah, it's real interesting. I uh was when when I was um in my life as a psychotherapist, I, I work a lot with sex therapy issues. Um and so I was getting my um working toward my my certification as a sex therapist and and my supervisor, this uh, gentleman named Doug Braun Harvey, once asked me, he said, Well how do you think um you know Two-Spirit people have survived all these years. Um, and my first instinct was well, love. That, that's like the first thing that came to me. And he said, well, what do you mean by that? And I really started to think about every single time I've ever been around Two-Spirit community. I feel so welcome. Even if we're coming together because we've lost a member of our community, if we're coming together in joy and celebration and powwow, there's always the same sense of being seen. And that to me is... Love like I've never known before, mm-hmm. and um, seen and welcomed as yourself, that's right. as your full self. That's right. Not having to explain certain aspects of of myself. And we have um, in in Muskoki, which is the Creek language, uh, we have a, ter- a term um, which means uh, uh, well, we translate it as love, but it doesn't mean the same thing. Like I love you, I wouldn't. It's not a romantic love, but it's onokachiko, which means to uh, sort of express the communal love, and when I'm around Two-Spirit community, I feel that, and I, I go, oh, th- that's that feeling. Um, it's a nokuchiko, and I, I just wondered, uh, am I the only one that feels this way? Uh, and what I found out is no, that when we think about um, what is that that uh, narrative of survivance, um, what I call sexual sovereignty and erotic survivance in my work, and what I'm discovering is that without prompt, um, my informants are coming back to this idea of community love, and the only thing from an academic perspective that I would uh, would uh, relate it to would be uh, philia. How the philosophers used to talk about philia, about that 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 friendship in that way. Um, it's it's to me a very similar concept with indigenous community that we think we think in this communal way. Uh, therefore, a two-spirit love is a story of survival through connection, through coming together, through you know, what we would consider sharing our stories, sharing our medicine, sharing our drums, sharing our music, our songs. And that is alive today at the Powwow.
0: Yes, I wanted to, I was thinking about community, and you are part of the Bates Bay Area American Indian Two-Spirit community. Yes. So, um, and you mentioned the powwow, and the powwow is the is the largest two-spirit powwow, I think, in the world. That's right, yeah. So, tell, so draw a picture for us. Tell us, what's it like, what's the experience like of what it, being at that powwow?
5: I... Um have been growing up around powwow my entire life Um, and to be at a two spirit powwow the idea of again being seen comes to mind and that you can show up however you would like to show up there. And one of the great things about the Bates Pow Wow is that we have de-gendered our dance categories. So if you want to dance a particular, you know, fancy shawl, it doesn't matter how, whatever your gender presentation is. We, we welcome all of that, which you're not going to find um, if you go to other powwows. Really, all over the U.S. Um, They're usually very gendered, right? Very you, much so. You, yes. You,
0: there's the men's dances and the
5: women's dances. That's right. And so we've we've just said that one thing we're gonna we're gonna welcome all two spirit and allies uh, to come and be a part of it. So from an organizational perspective, uh, you, you get to the event space early in the morning, and then you know by eleven o'clock, everything is up and and running, and it is such a feeling of euphoria. And it, it's been truly one of the Greatest joy is being being part of this crew that puts this event on, and you know I'm just one of a select group that that does this. But we have upwards of close to five thousand people that come throughout the event per year now, and uh, next year we're going into our our, um, our ninth year. So Bates as an organization is just celebrating twenty years just, Incredible. In just this year. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's a drum that was created, a Bates drum. So a two spirit drum. What does that mean? What what? Tell, tell us about the Bates drum.
5: Sure, the Bates 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 drum is, um, it's several things. You know, we could talk about it as a program of Bates, um, which it is, um, but beyond that, it is... The best way I can say it is, it's a, it's a welcoming. It is a return to the circle, which is really what all of our work is about. Any any Two Spirit organization that I can think of is all working toward that goal of returning Two Spirit people back into the circle of our communities first, um, and then you know spread beyond from there. So that to me is a signifier that uh, when we hold the drum, we hold the medicine, and we hold the song, and we hold that direct link to um, our ancestors to our community, and it helps Bates. Uh, it comes back to this idea of being seen. Um, we, we are seen then as caring and keepers of tradition, and that's really what Two Spirit is. It is that connection back to community in some way. Some might call it, uh, you know, very traditional. Um, and then there's also the the contemporary aspects of that as well. But what it does is it brings us all back to community.
0: Full circle. We just heard Roger Kuhn, a member of the Bay Area American Indian Two Spirits and a psychotherapist. The drumming under him was by the Bates Drummers, by the Bates Drummers performing at the event, celebrating stories, Two Spirit arts and performance that took place at the Oakland Museum of California on July thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Roger was co MC along with Ruth Villasenor at the event. Next, we'll hear a film from the Bates multimedia event. The film highlights the Bates drummers and their two-spirit drum. The filmmaker is Susanna Ischel Casares. She is Pipil, Maya, and Lenka indigenous ancestry. Let's go now to The Indian is Still Alive, and The Indian Knows the Song.
6: My name is Ruth Villasenor. I'm Chiricahua Apache and Mexican. Actually, when I was young, my family really felt maybe even a bit ashamed about having indigenous blood. I wasn't knowing who I truly was. And so I started to, you know, try to reconnect with my ancestors. But as a gay person, I did have a lot of fear. I could share one side about being indigenous, but could I share the other part about being a gay indigenous person? And I found out about Bates.
7: My name is uh, Phoenix Lara Yaki from uh, Texas Band of Yakis 2010 Bates had a drum made so they approached me and asked me how would
6: teach them the songs many two-spirit people as well as women we don't get to sit at most traditional drums. We had a young man who was part of Bates. He was Mohawk, Chakalawasi, and he contacted a drum maker. He said we could get a moose high drum. The drum is made of moose, and it's also made of maple
7: wood. Uh, it was made
6: just for the Two-Spirit community. Many Two-Spirit people decided, well, we need to start our own drum group. We need to teach ourselves these songs. We need to teach ourselves ceremony because no one was going to do that for us. So that's how it first started.
8: I've thought a lot about the fact that the drum is a different indigenous tradition than mine. My ancestors are guiding me to different indigenous medicine on this land. I have been displaced from my ancestral land in El Salvador. And this drum medicine has come to me. We all get to connect on a level that is indigenous. So we burn the sage, we burn the cedar. We pray with the cornmeal, and the corn is is something that connects us. The burning of the plant, the drumbeat, is something that connects us. We are creating new ways of praying with each other, because we're all here together, and a lot of us were not taught our ancestral traditions. So we are praying with the medicine that comes to us on this land and connecting to that indigenous medicine inside of all of us. We're all
7: connected. So we bring those traditions. We are healing whatever trauma our community, our families have experienced because of attempted genocide. So even if you don't know the name of your tribe, your ancestors are listening to you and they're reminding you to be proud of being indigenous.
6: It is a big commitment. You are very conscious on a daily basis that that drum is near you. It's it's like having a family member. It's like caretaking a family member, having respect for that family member. That's the beauty
7: of having survived attempted genocide is that no matter what, our songs and our traditions are still alive. And as Two-Spirit, we're reclaiming those traditions. We're bringing them back, and we're building new traditions. So to have our Two-Spirit drum, that is just saying, you know what, you weren't able to kill the Indian in us. The Indian is still alive, and the Indian knows the songs. So all those attempts were made to kill us did not work. So when we go out and we sing the songs, our young people, our elders, they can see that we're doing this for you. We're singing for you. We're singing for our community. We're singing for the generations to come.
6: We're healing apart of ourselves and that's the reason I hope that the Bates Drum can really continue and bring more people in, more youth especially, so that we can continue to carry on these traditions.
0: You're listening to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM. You just heard audio from the film The Indian is Still Alive and The Indian Knows the Song, directed by Susana Ishel Casares about the Bates drummers and their two spirit drum. Next up, a poem by Phoenix Lara, who is Yaki and the keeper of the Bates drum. Then we'll hear from L. Frank Manriquez speaking and singing. Both were live performances by Bates members at the event celebrating stories, two-spirit arts and performance that took place at the Oakland Museum of California on July 13, 2019, as part of the museum's Queer California Untold Stories exhibit.
7: I've been singing with uh, various drums for a number of years. One of the drums that I've been singing with is called Sweet Medicine. It's an all-Native women's drum. I've been with them now for about 15 years. And we drum all over the Bay Area. And uh, uh, with that, of course, there comes lots of different experiences. So this is a poem about my experiences as we go and sing and drum. On the powwow trail. It's called being two spirit. <clears throat> what does it mean to be two spirit? Walking in the land of my ancestors, walking with our hearts open, walking close to Creator, walking with passion, yet hiding who we are. Today I go to the powwow wishing in my heart to be a switch dancer, eating fry bread and laughing with my people. Deep in my heart, I want to walk hand in hand with my love as we play and sing on the powwow trail. I want my love sitting beside me as I sing the songs of my elders and under our ancestors. To spirit that's who I am. I pick and choose which of my people to tell. My love has held me at night. Kissed me as I cried over comments made about who I am. I sing the songs of my sisters, hiding, laughing, crying, while gazing at my sweetheart and the tenderness of her smile. I dared to put my arm around the woman who loves me for who I am. i watch the stairs, and I hear the whispers carried in the air. Thank you.
2: I'm supposed to come up here and sing, but there's so much in this whole afternoon, this whole evening, and uh, there's a real clear picture here that, that I, I think it's a, a, a Mexican proverb that says they, they meant to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. Well, I think it's nowhere more evident than in the native population, you know, and especially in the two-spirit community. Um, it hasn't been easy being in the in two-spirit community. There hasn't really been one. Uh, my best friend, uh, who passed away several years ago, was Denae, and he used to hold a pride out in the desert. They'd get a pickup truck and throw all the queers on it and run out there and have a pride in the middle of the sheepland. And um, that was, you know, if people found out back at home, usually it didn't work out so well. So it's very interesting to see um, and to be here and to have a show about this and to have people come and, and listen, pay attention. Uh, it's been, um, oh, like I learned in the film, it's healing, although I'm not real sure we have to heal from. But um, it's, uh, it is part of the healing because so much of Native culture... Where's the soapbox? Uh, so much of Native culture that's you know, been obliterated, people are trying to bring back. And something that people didn't want to openly bring back was the subject of Two-Spirit. That's the last taboo. You can be anything else, but you're two spirit. It's like, no, we really didn't have them, you know. Oh yeah, well then, who's that guy over there wearing those leopard boots, standing like this? You know. Oh well, that's my cousin Bob. You know. Yeah. Well, I bet you he calls himself something else. So that's come around that. Um, the fear hasn't gone walking down the street and holding a hand, the, all those regular things haven't gone, we're just done with them. We're just flat out done with them. You know, it's it's like, sorry, that part's over. You live in another world where you think it's still continuing, but we are done. And, you know, with all these, the, the poetry and the song and the drum, in all of this, it's, we're done. And we're not done in a way that's like, well, all of you can just go to that hell that you created. <laughs> we're not done in that way. We're done in a way that um, is really addressing our peoples, and really addressing our cultures, and really addressing the mandate from Creator, which is to care for this planet. And it's showing up in all different kinds of ways. And I'm really proud to be a part of it. And uh, thanks to the Oakley Museum for you know involving us all. OK, I think I was supposed to sing. Did that say sing behind me?
9: CHAM CHAPA CHAMMA MAE OM chiqui SQUEE CHAM. Cham chapa chama my om, squee chum. Cham chapa chama my om, squee chum. Cham chappa, chama my om, chikwee, squee chum. Yum yapa, yum yapa yani. my That
2: comes from the actual mission times, from an actual mission. I'm, uh, well, I should have introduced myself. No Tong El Frank, no Ne, or Nitwani Ne El Frank, no Ne Tongvet, Kukuvet, or Koi Raramuri, Koi Hashman. Okay. Um, I'm a California Indian I'm an L.A. Indian so I can talk real fast and if you're from L.A. then you can just keep right up with me if you're a Choctaw then I'm going to have to slow it down (laughs) (sighs) I'm what you call a Hollywood Indian a real Hollywood Indian people all over the world have asked me for my autograph but they don't know my name and they don't speak English Uh, that it's almost a joke, but that really happens. Um, that song is uh, written in the Mission Times. There's a, that's the children's song, and it's saying, we three children are suffering. We want to get away. We want to run away. There's an adult song, but I can't remember it, but it starts out that, what are you looking at? Can't you see we're all locked up? And that song survived by these really, really old Indian men giving it to a little white boy. And then that little white boy grew up and gave it to some other little white boy until I would tell people, yeah, it's in the hands of some doctor. I think he's a podiatrist. And this white man next to me goes, I'm not a podiatrist. So I finally got to meet him, and he had been given these songs to hold on to, to give back to us.
0: Welcome back to Full Circle. I'm your host, Hannah Wilson. You just heard L. Frank Manriquez speaking and then singing. Before that, you heard a poem by Phoenix Lara. Will return to an interview I did with Roger Kuhn in the studios of KPFA, followed by a song he performed at the Oakland Museum of California event, Celebrating Stories, Two-Spirit Arts and Performance, which was part of the museum's Queer California Untold Stories exhibit. Following that will be a poem by Mariposa. Her daughter was held off stage in the arms of a friend, and you're, you'll hear her daughter crying for her mom during the poem. So you know, at the recent Oakland Museum performance, you sent sa- by Bates, yes. you sang a song that you wrote that was in memory of Fred Martinez Jr, yes, who was murdered in two thousand and one, yes, so you said that the story haunts you, and it's largely why you do your work today so Tell me about that. Maybe tell me about his story and and how it's haunted you and motivated you.
5: So the the story of Fred Martinez was chronicled in the documentary film Two Spirits. Um, He was uh, murdered on... um, june sixteenth, two 2001 in the four corners region of the united states uh and he he shares a story that's similar that sort of reminded me of matthew Shepard, in which um you know was also brutally murdered and then his body was sort of left for others to find um what i remember about uh, fred's death was that oh, i don't remember fred's death that I didn't learn about it, that it wasn't somehow magnified in the same way that uh, Matthew's death was just a few years before. Um, And it struck me because, well, that could have been me um, in a lot of ways, that... um, in in Fred's culture, he identifies uh, as natle, um, which is the indigenous word in, in Dene Navajo for, uh, you know, what we would say is gender variance. I don't want to code over it too much, but essentially that's what, how we could translate that. Um, and it just struck me in this way of... I, I didn't have someone that I could sort of look up to in a way when I was growing up. Uh, someone that shared my identity in a way that was struggling with biracial identity, was, was struggling with gender identity and struggling with sexual orientation identity. And um, and so sometimes any of us who've had that experience sometimes choose to do things just because we want to feel like we are, we're accepted. And that might mean going with a stranger in the back of a, a car because we want just a moment of con- connection. Um, And so I could just see myself in his story, and uh, it inspired me to think that my work uh, might, might inspire someone to know I'm not alone. And there's love there for me, and um, there there are there are places like powwows and uh, two spirit gatherings where I can go and see others like me, and if I can have a part of that and part of that healing and part of helping us return to the circle in that way, well, that's what I've chosen to do with my um, with part of my professional world, yeah.
10: The Four Corners lay bloody on a Saturday night The moon cascades and hides the body out of sight Fred Martinez Jr. died on a Saturday night in his life we find our light, and the people say, Hey, ya, sisters who are also my brothers the song is for our mothers who are also our fathers the song is for the elders and the next seven generations the song is for you the song is for me this song is for two spirit liberty and the people say hey ya, ya, hey ya, hey ya, hi ya, hey ya, ya, hey ya, ya, hey 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 ya, Fred Martinez ya, died ya, a Saturday night ya, his ya, 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 ya,
11: every boy that ever got called a pussy, for every girl who got called a tomboy when she should have showed athletic abilities, for every third gendered person who didn't fit into a gendered box. This poem is for every female presenting person who just wish they could use the men's restroom without being judged. This is for the girl who forget what he looks like in the mirror and only sees himself in his dreams. This is for every child who told they were just confused about their sexuality or gender. For every person who felt forced into a gender role that they never consented to. For every child knows that their parent is gay and wants to hear it from their parent. For every person who resisted gender roles in the classroom, the workplace, or a reservation. For every person who told that they need to sit on the women's side in a ceremony after they went being public and transitioning as a man. This is for every native who is tired of your fourth gender roles imported by way of European colonization. This poem is for every two-spirit person who nobody thinks is two-spirit. This poem is for every woman who wears a strap-on and doesn't get off on heteronormative sex. This poem is for our next seven generations, so they can be free to be without homophobic, transphobic colonization, affecting the tribal sovereignty of our nations. And this poem is for my biological father, who refused to love himself enough to say openly to me, I'm gay, honey. But most of all, this poem is for me. This poem poem is for my kid. The perceived woman who has never been to the gender I was put into, who constantly switches and realizes that being a two-spirit was in fact the gender I was born to be.
0: Welcome back to Full Circle. You just heard a poem by Mariposa, and before that, Roger Kuhn spoke in the studios of KPFA, followed by a song he performed at the Oakland Museum of California event celebrating stories, two-spirit arts, and performance. Now we're going to hear a second excerpt from the film, Never Not Been a Part of Me, produced by the Oakland Museum of California for the Queer Voices Untold Stories exhibit, featuring interviews with indigenous Californians talking about how they relate to a two-spirit identity. We play it courtesy of the museum.
10: Maya we're Kailando, Maya we're Kailando, Maya we
12: so I just started doing this and really wanted to learn what these songs were talking about because when I was first starting singing, I did want to be a leader. Then you realize it's not about being a leader. You know, it's about preserving, about learning where you come from. So uh, I learned to start to learn language more and more, learning more and more about songs, uh, singing more and more. And uh, it makes your heart happy. My name is Donovan Nation. I'm from uh, Verona. My people are Kumeyaay. Uh, we come from the ocean. A lot of people know us as the Ganyos. Um We were we lived at the ocean uh, near the coast until we were shoved off. We were shoved off the coast. and. Uh, we traveled through a San Diego. What's no, known as San Diego County. I would consider myself homosexual, but I don't consider myself what the government would consider themselves. The LGBT. I'm unique. I'm not what. I'm not everybody else. I'm unique. I'm not LGBT. I'm who I am. You know. Um, I'm a helper. I'm a, a community member. I'm just, just, I'm not better or lower than anybody else. Other tribes honor. Two spirited people, or that's not what Kumiya's call. That's what other tribes say. Um, somebody told me yesterday. It's called ipai, Heshla, ipai Heshla. I guess that's the modern term for a gay or lesbian Indian or whatever you want to say. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I don't put myself in the category. I'm not. I'm not in the category. I'm who I am. And if that bothers some somebody, that bothers somebody. I'm not going to go out of my way to fix it. You can't fix something like this. It's just the way you are. That's the, that's the most advice I could give to somebody, is be who you are. That's what my mom told me growing up. Be who you are.
13: How come I'm you, Tim, i Karen Vigneault, Elquinan, Ipai, Santa Isabel Indian Reservation, uh, from the mountains of San Diego. My name is Karen Vigneault. I'm a citizen and member of the Santa Isabel Indian Reservation, or the Ipai Nation of Santa Isabel. Uh, technically, I am Ipai because we are from the north, and uh, we're also called Kumeyaay. We're in San Diego in English, but this is technically Kumeyaay land. Our land goes from the ocean to the Arizona border, uh, to northern San Diego, and then all the way down to Ensenada. No one's been able to give me an actual term or even a joking term for um, anybody that is not heterosexual, we'll just put it that way. Uh, It was a conference, I believe, up in Canada, and up there they came up with a term called Two-Spirit, and they wanted to take back what was uh, something more that would just be a native uh, term, a term that would just denote native LGBT uh, individuals. I don't like that term because a lot of it made it seem as as a third gender, as someone who is neither neither male nor female, but a third gender, and I don't think of myself as that. You know, I'm fully a woman, I love being a woman, and I'm a lesbian. One of the things that I thought of was, why not just sort of create a word? Um, because we don't have w- certain words anymore, for well, never, for things that are sort of new. Um, so the term lesbian, it would be a new term. Uh, two spirits, a new term. So, I was thinking more like woman that loves woman. So, that would be uh, sin in your Hawaii sin, woman loving woman. Or uh, for a male, uh, ikwich uh, in your Hawaii ikwich.
14: Mishmin Tuhis, Conor Canyon, Coyote Woman, Sarah's Ruth. I come from Indian Canyon, and I have ancestry from what we call. Ohlone territory. The term Ohlone came around in the turn of the century, right around 19th century and definitely 21st century phrasing. I identify with it, though it is a word that my ancestors would not understand. I am in Indian Canyon, which is within the Mutsun linguistic territory of Ohlone territory. So, that being said, I identify as a Mutsun woman. Indian Canyon happens to be the only federally recognized Indian country between Sonoma and Santa Barbara along Central Coastal California. I am not familiar with California indigenous words that would identify our third gendered community. It's frustrating because I know it's true in my heart. I know it's true in my mind. I know it's true within my community. Though we still need that Western colonial academic validation. So some of those first words words are really hard to reconnect to. So I use two-spirit or that third gender. I I identify as gender fluid, uh, pansexual, polyamorous. A queer future potentially to me would mean honoring truth and history for all of our nations.
0: Welcome back to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM. You just heard an excerpt of the film Never Not Been a Part of Me, produced by the Oakland Museum of California for their Queer Voices, Untold Stories exhibit. Now, let's hear a final segment with Bates member and psychotherapist, Roger Kuhn. The flute music under him was performed by Rahini Gonzalez Inaru at the Oakland Museum of California event celebrating stories, two-spirit arts and performance. You mentioned the word healing, and I think about sort of the reclaiming of self that you're talking about. And I know probably in your psychotherapy practice, I imagine you deal with clients who are struggling with internalized racism, internalized homophobia, internalized gender issues, transphobia. Yes. So it seems like Bates is really a... um, like you said, a circle of love, but also a circle of reclaiming self. Does that ring true?
5: That's right. The motto um, <clears throat> of of Bates, uh, our mission statement, I guess, was the was the correct term, is to recover and restore uh, the role of Two Spirit people. And and one of the ways which which we do that is is through the um, creating space for the cultural and artistic and spiritual form for Two Spirit people to come together. And you know that's really what. That when we get together as Bates members, uh, we pray together, um, we we eat together, we laugh, we um, we plan, we organize, we do all the things that, um, you know, that, that that we're talking about right now in this way of of restoring, of healing, of of a way of continuing to create the space to make sure that Two Spirit people are included.
0: What haven't I asked you? What would you like to? Us.
5: Hmm. I think what's next um, for for um, the Two Spirit community for Bates, um, and I think what I'm just most excited about is uh, in a couple uh, weeks, um, maybe next week actually, I will go to the International Two Spirit Gathering in um, just outside of Glacier National Park in Montana. And other Two Spirit societies are organizing. Uh, and we're getting together and we're making sure our voices are heard. and we're, we're tr- I specifically work on the research committee and we're trying to uh, create uh, protocols for doing research with two-spirit people, communities, two-spirit bodies, et cetera. Um, other folks are looking at HIV and AIDS, other looking at sexual health and wellness, sovereignty issues, land rights access, et cetera, environmental issues. And I think that in order for the larger LGBT community uh, and larger the, the rest of the healing, Uh, that needs to happen outside of our community as well must always include the indigenous perspective. If we really want to heal, let us start with those of us who carry the knowledge from the original inhabitants of this land.
0: You just heard Roger Kuhn a Bay Area American Indian Two-Spirit member and a psychotherapist. The, fu- the flute music under him is by Rahini Gonzalez-Inaru, performed at the Oakland Museum of California event, celebrating stories, Two-Spirit arts and performance. Now we'll hear El Frank Manriquez with Coyote Song.
2: Yeah, all right. We'll sing that Coyote one just because... Tupash
9: Engamawish Milayachlo Ngah, ngah, nga, Supulano Ngah, ngah, nganganga nga, nga, Tupash Engamawish Mila Yakhlo Nga, nga, That's coyote walking along going <laughs>
2: Only it sounds like this nga, 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 And there are birds flying by and they look down and they go, what the hell's wrong with coyote And <laughs> coyote, and they go, oh, that we feel so bad. So all the birds in the star st- sky start going... Ooh, <laughs> only it sounds like this. Nah, nah, nah. So that's a broken-hearted love story and that's all I have because I'm extinct and so really there's not much more to give you.
0: <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. That was L. Frank Manriquez with Coyote Song. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. This has been Full Circle, your weekly cultural affairs magazine. We're here every Friday at 7 p.m. I've been your host and this show's producer, Hannah Wilson. Many thanks to the Bay Area American Indian Two-Spirit members and to the Oakland Museum of California for allowing me to record their event Celebrating Stories, Two-Spirit Arts and Performance as part of the museum's Queer California Untold Stories exhibit. Additional thanks for access to the museum's film Never Not Been a Part of Me. All of our shows can be found at kpfaapprentice.org along with links to everything we have discussed here on tonight's show. Our executive producer is Miss M. Our technical director is Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant. Big thanks to Miss M on the board and to our tech assist, Radio Shack. Stay tuned. La Onda Vahita is next.